You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Check it out. I'm just making sure I'm not in an alternate universe. Well, I don't think I am. Why am I saying that? Just look at your look at your calendar. As I'm recording, it's March 7th, 2023, and the Sacramento Kings are second in the Western Conference. No, I'm not on drugs. No, I'm not drunk. No, I haven't been brainwashed. None of that. I'm not living in an alternate universe. The Kings are second in the West in March. <laughs> Ooh-wee. That happened, or that became reality because the stumbling, reeling Memphis Grizzlies lost to the Lakers tonight. The Memphis and Grizzlies and the Kings are both 7, 38 and 26, but the Kings own that tiebreaker, making them second in the West as of March 7th, 2023. And I'm going to go on a wild, wild guess and say absolutely no one predicted that would be the case. But here we are. Now, you know, now pump your brakes on the parade. You know, you don't celebrate right now. It's March 7th. But I get the excitement. I understand the excitement. It's fun times right now. But there's still a lot of work to be done. Just so you remember that there's a lot of work to be done. This season is not close to being over yet. Not even close yet. Not even close to being done. But, you know, let's go ahead and be real. If you're the Grizzlies, your season might be over. Might be This might be the, a big free fall that'll continue. They were already struggling, you know, you know, with Steven Adams being out the lineup with an injury since January. But then the last few days, it's gone from bad to badder to worser or something like that. You know, first on the injury front, you know, Brandon Clark is out. Uh, their pivotal, pivotal bench player, he's out with a uh, Achilles injury. He's done for the year. Then there's the case of John Morant. He was going to be gone for a while, too, you would assume. How long is really no anyone's guess at this point? After he decided it would be a good idea to go on IG Live in Colorado from a gentleman's club, I believe, and show a gun. No, he wasn't hacked. No, he didn't post a picture. He went live and, sh- and flashed a, with, you know, a weapon. And not that long after that, the league, you know, the Grizzlies announced he would miss the next two games, which included uh, 
which is now was a loss to the Clippers and a loss to the Lakers. He missed both of those games, and we don't really know when he'll be back as he takes some time to take care of himself and maybe probably evaluate some of the decision-making he's had over the last few months has got him the wrong kind of attention. For all the great stuff that Ja has done on the court, he's now getting, he's doing things that are going to make you forget that he is one of the league's rising stars. So, like I said, I think right now it's going to happen with the Grizzlies is we're going to start seeing further and further slippage. It wouldn't shock me to see the King, that the Kings, the Grizzlies end up about fourth in the West, somewhere around there, setting themselves up for a likely uh, first round exit if they continue to play this way. Especially without Ja, they're going to have some. They've shown they can play well without Ja. But still, you'd rather have your two-time All Star than not have them in a postseason. So we're back to the Kings, y'all. So it's got me thinking: what could stop them, the Kings, that is, from being the second seed or whatever in the West? What could keep them from holding on to that spot? Uh, I got a few things for you. Obstacle number one is the Phoenix Suns. They're already, they already gave the Kings some work a couple of times this season. And that was before they got Kevin Durant because Devin Booker, you know, loves to have good games against the Kings. And any wing player as talented as Devin Booker is going to get his points against the Kings defense. But now you're adding KD to that mix. That just doesn't even seem fair. Yeah, so when you get KD in there, now you've got Chris Paul can just facilitate and not to worry about being a scorer. That might help him, you know, stay a little healthier during the playoff stretch. Got to take that into consideration. DeAndre Ayton is a damn good center. You know, he, um, he's been good enough to where Phoenix seems to escape some of that slander for not taking Luka. Because they have DeAndre Ayton. So, that quartet right there is a hard team to match up with that I don't think any team really wants to see in a seven-game series. I'm not predicting that Phoenix is going to win a championship this season, but that's going to be a lot to deal with. And like I said, the Kings have already had problems with this team before KD arrived. And the Suns also have the ability to chew away or eat eat up some of that distance they have between themselves and the Kings. They're only two and a half out of the, of that uh, that uh, second spot. And the Suns host the Kings on Saturday. And then that, if they win that game, they would guarantee that they would win the season series. Therefore, guarantee they would win a tiebreaker with the Kings. And then they also have a game later this month. So you got a chance. They got a chance to really knock the Kings back should they you know, complete the season sweep and get hot, which I think a lot of us feel they will do with this new roster. When you look at the rest of the West, really the, in terms of the records, um, Denver, Memphis, who, even though they're slipping, they still have a better record than most teams. They're, obviously, they're tied with the Kings. And Phoenix are the four teams that are, you know, Look like they're going to be in the mix for the top four. Everyone else is kind of a little bit above 500, maybe a game or two above or below or right at 500. 
So it's a, it's a big pack of mediocrity behind those teams. Uh, so when you look at the West right now, who has the best shot to keep the Kings from finishing second in the West, it's going to be the Phoenix Suns. So who knows, maybe we got a King-Suns rivalry brewing with this. We shall see, but that's where I see it right now. I think there's a couple of other obstacles to consider as to whether the Kings can hold on to the second spot. One, of course, is injuries. Right now, the Kings are being smart with De'Aaron Fox, not rushing him back from that sore hamstring. There's no need to get him out there just to get him out there. They're at risk of further injury to that hamstring. And the way Davion Mitchell played against New Orleans and the way he's capable of playing, you'll be all right with Davion at the point. No need to do further damage to De'Aaron just by getting him out there just to get him out there. But obviously an injury to a, 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 that was maybe sidelined De'Aaron for a long time or an injury to DeMontis Sabonis would be crippling to what the Kings are trying to do to hold on to that second spot. And then the other one, it's, you know, it's my old man on get off my lawn thing. It's the defense. As long as the Kings remain a team that tries to pick its spots on defense or waits till the fourth quarter to start trying to play defense, though with a chance, they, they're headed to some trouble at some point, losing streaks, something. There was, there's always a possibility something could happen when you defend the way the Kings defend most of most of a game. So those are the areas I see that could stop the Kings from reaching their goals, prevent them from climbing to the top of the West, or at least to the second spot in the West. Or they were, well, hold up. They're there already. I mean, keeping that second spot in the West. And with that said... Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a pause for the calls, take a break, take a step out, have some words from our sponsors, however you want to say it. Then I'll be back, talk a little hip-hop. This is Jason Jones. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. Did I introduce myself to start the show? I don't know. Hey, I'm recording really late. I'm kind of tired, but moving. Forgive me for being a little bit all over the place. Either way, I'll be right back. Hey, NBA fans, what's going on? It's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Opt in and place the same game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. I mean, looking for some uh, some same game parlay action. Shoot the Phoenix Suns. I'm going to give you plenty of options. You know, whether it be KD or Devin Booker scoring, rebounds for Aiton, assists for Chris Paul. And I know a lot of you Kings fans are going to be monitoring Phoenix closely as they are a major threat to the Kings hold on to that second spot. But how do you get in on all that fun? What do you do? 
It's pretty simple. You need to go ahead and download the app now and sign up with the code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now let's get back to the show. All right, y'all, we're back. I'm back. There's no we. It's just me this episode, which is usually the norm. My girlfriend was in a round to join me and add her insight, even though I would love her insight on this next one. Because I think it's kind of, well, I thought it was funny and some other things. But, you know, Twitter, you know how that goes. It'll be a lot of fun, a lot of random foolishness. But it can help you get some pretty decent content. And that's the case, you know, though for me on this round, I got to thank Twitter. I was just scrolling down my timeline after the Kings game and noticed a tweet. Uh, my Raider guy, my Raider guy, Kenny King Jr. talking about uh, um, rapper Logic. He had he done a cover. Which is a really different term you hear in in, in hip hop a cover. But he did a cover of Ice Cube's It Was a Good Day. And man, that had me laughing. It was like watching a random karaoke night. Not like watching a rapper. It was like I'm not I really really what to make of it. You know, logic is up there, you know. Mm. Basically, like harmonizing the lyrics, it just seems weird to do with an Ice Cube song. And y'all know what a big Ice Cube fan I am, so but it seemed weird. But hey, I kind of I kind of kept watching, see how it go. But it definitely made me laugh. Not because I'm hating on Logic or I don't like him. It's just because I would never thought someone really would have everything about kind of harmonize, saying it was a good day. Yeah, and what also made it weird too was he didn't change any of the lyrics. He didn't make the lyrics about him. You know, he still says, you know, when you looked at the life of the Goodyear blimp and it said Ice Cube's a pimp, you know, even I stick my name in there instead of saying Ice Cube, but he said Ice, you know, kept with Ice Cube. And instead of, you know, instead of going with, you know, Logic's a pimp. And then probably one of the more funny exchanges. I mean, he says he got a beat from Kim. For you who don't know, Kim is Ice Cube's wife. So that led to a funny exchange from O'Shea Jackson Jr. <laughs> or a funny tweet about the what happens when his father performs this song with him and his, and his brother around. Because as you can imagine, even though we're all adults... They don't want to hear about their dad getting a beep from their mom and how she can do it all night. They don't want to hear that. <laughs> so it led to some funny stuff. But, you know, if you go in there, if you go to Kenny's thing, um, maybe O'Shea Jackson Jr. is on his, tw- his, to his, his uh, timeline as well. You can find this video of Logic going karaoke with Ice Cube songs. Or at least this song. You can find it somewhere on the internet. But... That whole situation did kind of get me to thinking and wondering, like, hmm, what if 
like what what are some of the best cover songs in hip hop history? Hmm. Like what are some of my favorites? You know, what makes them work? Are they a good idea? So on and so forth. That's the first I came to my mind with Snoop, what he did with Lottie Dottie. You know, that was Slick's Rick song and Snoop flipped it later on to his own version of Lottie Dottie. So how you get that to work? <clears throat> Your first, you know, it was Snoop, it was on Doggy Style. You know, that was almost like Snoop at the at the peak of his powers, so to speak. And yeah, he takes the song by Slick Rick, but he also makes it its own. He gives it a West Coast feel, with some of the some of the slang he uses, and changes up some things. So it becomes his song, even though the kind of the framework and structure and most of the looks in the song from Slick Rick, Snoop makes it his own. Personalized, but it feels like what's probably more common in hip hop is you borrow a part of a song. Think Jay Z with ninety nine problems and a bitch ain't one. Uh, in case you didn't know, Jay Z did not come up with that. That was Ice T. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen on the internet shortly after the Grammys, I believe people were talking about that with Ice T mad, so on, blah 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 blah. I don't know if he was mad, not mad, but. I think that's probably a more common idea that you take a part of another rapper song and then you kind of, you know, take maybe the hook or, you know, and you kind of, you know, make it your own. Then you have some of the weird stuff where maybe you borrow or or bite another rapper's cadence and flow, whether it be to honor them or to mimic them. I think about the game, what he did when he did the Black Slim Shady. Which was still like probably my least favorite. Which was not even probably it was my least favorite song on that album, but he's just rapping basically in Eminem voice and cadence, and you see some of that a, a lot in hip hop, probably more than the actual cover of a whole song. And then there's the fact there's so much sampling in hip hop that you may not be covering a, doing a cover of a song, but that beat sometimes forces you. Into a version of this, of, of a similar version of the song you're sampling. So to me, that's always a factor, or a, or a, yeah, a factor in whether when you talk about hip hop borrowing and reusing and remaking songs, because hip hop is built on rebuilding, remaking, and repurposing songs. You know, but I think what makes these things work best is when you can put your own spin on it like Snoop did. When you can personalize it, change up some lyrics to make it more your song. To me, if you don't do that, you're just reciting lyrics. You're just doing karaoke. You know, you can be more creative than that. It's not like singing where you can uh, just sing in a different pitch and it's all going to work out, something like that. No, you got to do better than that. You got to do more for it to be a good cover of a hip hop song. From my perspective. Like I said, if not, you're just reciting the lyrics. It's just karaoke. But, you know, I'm glad, I, you know, just to me, kind of what Logic was doing with his uh, version of it was a good day. But I'm glad he did it, though, for one reason and one reason only. I needed a good laugh. 
and between the comments and just watching him, I won't say mock or mimic, but do it because they will do a cover of an Ice Cube song. It made me laugh. So I'm gonna get out of there on that note. You know how to find me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. Instagram is uh, at Mr. Jones LBC. And you can also find my words, my writing at theathletic.com. I will be having some stuff for you later this week. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, another movie-related story. So, yeah, get, be on the lookout for that. And I got more stuff coming down the pipeline. So, be ready. Uh, Shout-out to the Basketball Podcast Network and everyone involved. And shout-out to the Kings. I mean... I've never lied and said I was a Kings fan or that I, you know, walk around with my chest out talking about go Kings. Y'all know I'm from L.A. Y'all know who I roll with. But this is a good time to be a Kings fan. They're doing the damn thing. And now it's time to see can they fend off a Phoenix team coming for them. So, I'm Jason Jones. Again, this is the Rule of the Court podcast. Y'all be safe out there. Stay out of trouble. And... I'm not going to say go Kings. It's kind of corny and I don't mean it anyway. But y'all, it is what it is, y'all. Y'all be good out there. I'm out.